Did you know there was a free five-part podcast series all about classroom management? In this series, learn how I went from using traditional classroom management strategies without a lot of success to becoming a behavior detective. Discover how I help children with root cause of their behavior issues instead of just addressing the behavior itself. If you want to take a listen to this new series, just check the show notes. You're listening to the Lovely Preschool Teachers Podcast, the podcast for quick, actionable ideas and tips to help you up your confidence and joy in educating little learners. I'm your host, Ashley Rives. Let's get to the show. Welcome back to the Lovely Preschool Teachers Podcast. You're listening to episode 48, Preschool Sinners, Free Choice or Rotation? One of the most common questions that I get in regards to preschool centers is, do you do free choice centers or do you do a rotation? And while I have my own opinions on the topics, I think it's important to look at the pros and cons to everything you do in your classroom as to make an educated decision that works for you and your students. So let's take some time to look at both the pros and cons of both to better help you make that decision. So to be clear, free choice centers are generally defined as allowing children to move from center to center whenever they choose without limit. Running centers on rotation is usually managed by the teacher and children are told to go to certain centers. Then they might rotate to a different center based on the time span that the teacher sets. Let's go ahead and dive into free choice centers and look at the pros and cons there. For pros of free choice centers, students are getting to make their own choices. They get to choose to interact with centers that interest them, that kind of draw them over, and they have a piece of control over their time in play. Also, because students choose the center that they go to, they're more likely to be engaged in the activity at that center because they chose it as something that interested them. Students can also decide who they interact with. With free choice centers, children decide if they want to go to a center to play with a specific peer, or they can choose to leave a center if a peer is being disruptive or unkind. And another pro is that free choice centers allow for more movement. Generally, children remove their bodies more when moving from center to center. And when their body is getting restless in one place, they can choose to move to another place. The cons for free choice centers are that not all students are going to every center. Students may not choose to enter centers that don't interest them. You may only see them in specific centers and never branch out to others. Also, it can be challenging to try to get students interested in centers that they won't even try on their own. So it's hard to get them to see what the center offers if they're not willing to give it a whirl. Another con is that one center might get overcrowded if you aren't assigning those centers. So maybe one center is incredibly popular and there's going to be more students in it, which may lead to more behaviors because it's a smaller space and children are trying to move around within that space. So quick review, free choice centers, children get to make their own choices. They get to choose where they go. So engagement should be up. They get to decide who they interact with. And when they're done with the center and get they're over it, they get to leave. Cons, 
this is a hangup for a lot of teachers is that they don't know if they're going to every center because they're not choosing centers that don't interest them. And it can be challenging to get them into those centers. And also we might see some overcrowding in some of our centers. Now let's look at center rotations and let's look at the pros and cons. We'll start with pros for center rotation. All children go to every center on a rotating basis. So students are required to try out centers they may not try out on their own. And you know that children will get exposure to certain activities that cover certain skills because they're going to every center. And you can control the amount of students in each center, keeping them from getting overcrowded. You can also control which students work together and which do not to possibly deter behavior issues. Let's look at cons, the cons for center rotation. Because children aren't choosing the centers they go to, they may become bored and unengaged. And many times this leads to them using materials inappropriately or doing things that they shouldn't and leads to more management on your end. Children will not get the opportunity to choose which peers they want to build relationships with during play. So some of them may have a similar play style to them or have similar interests. They may not get to make that choice of who they play with. Also, children may try to switch centers to play with a different peer or material. So that's just more management on your part because they're trying to circumvent the rules and just go do what they're wanting to do. And children may start to dislike playtime because they don't have the ability to make choices based on their interests. If rotations happen after a certain amount of time, there may become transition issues for students because what if one wants more time in this center, but there's others that are ready to move on and you're having to move the ones that aren't ready, getting them upset. So there's lots of moving pieces with the transition if you are moving them from center to center during the same center period. So quick overview for center rotation pros and cons. Pro, they're going to every center on a rotating basis. So you know that they're getting exposure to certain activities and certain skills. You control the amount of students and you control who works together. Cons, students aren't choosing centers, so they may become engaged. They're not getting the opportunity to choose which peers to play with. They may try to kind of switch centers. Children may start to dislike that playtime because they don't have choices and If rotations happen after a certain amount of time, you might see some transition behavioral issues there as well. So there really are pros and cons to both choices. And it's important to take into account your class, your centers, and the philosophy that you operate by. For my class, I have always chose free play, mainly because the restrictions and the lack of choice, it goes against my philosophy. I like children to be able to have those choices, to seek out what interests them, to seek out who interests them. However, this choice also means that I have to work a little bit harder to make some of those unpopular centers that no one really wants to go to more engaging to get students interested in them. I really think it's a give and take for both options, because if you're putting more restrictions on, you're going to have the more management piece. And if you're putting less restrictions on, you're going to have the more 
trying to get them engaged with all the different activities piece. But I also encourage you to think about where each child is. So sometimes when I look at my students who do not ever want to leave the block center, I have to acknowledge that this is who they are as a kiddo right now. This is their full-fledged interest. And if I really look closely at what they're doing in the block center, I'm going to see some amazing stuff. And just because this is their full interest right now doesn't mean that later, as they mature, as they learn more, that they aren't going to want to branch out. I also like to help children kind of branch out and and see what other centers have to offer by just giving them a little blurb at a whole group time. So if we have something new in a center, you know, I'll be like, oh, I need to show you, we have something new over here. Here's what's over here. Just that piques interest because even though it's there and they've seen it, they may not understand it. They may not see why it matters and they may not think, oh, that's cool enough for me to leave the center that I love. So just by bringing in, oh, let me show you how to use this. Let me show you all the amazing things over here. Sometimes can draw them away. But I have had children that stayed in the block and drama, block drama art pretty much the whole time. And I don't put a lot of worry into that because this is where their geniuses lie. And if we really are respecting our kiddos and seeing them for who they really are, that's part of it, right? Where they want to spend their time and how can I facilitate the environment so that we're bringing more and different learning experiences into the centers that are well-loved. Also, don't forget, there are times where we learn together at whole group. There's times where we learn together at small groups. So there are these other times where skills are getting infused. So that is my belief and what I do in my classroom, but I hope this layout of benefits and restrictions of each choice when it comes to centers has helped you and kind of gives you some things to think about to make the best choice for your situation. Now, before we end today, I really wanted to take a second and talk about something that is center related, but isn't necessarily just free choice or just rotation. And that is limiting the amount of children in each center. So this question comes up as well as, yes, I run free play, but how do you keep a center from being overcrowded? And that's really where I think you need to look at the layout of your classroom, the children that are in it. I usually give it a whirl. I basically just give it a whirl, no restrictions. And if I start seeing things, you know, going awry or it's constantly an issue, it's usually because the space that they're in is too small and they're all trying to play within it and that is creating issues. So one thing I like to make sure to do to circumvent this to start off with is just based on prior knowledge. I know that the drama center gets lots of kids in there and I love that because there's lots of social interactions that are going on in the drama center. So I make that center a little bit larger. My sensory table really can't hold that many more kids than two to three. So I put it up against a wall so that they are not pushing the table back and forth into each other if it's out in the middle of the room. Just trying to think of ways to kind of naturally limit the center based on how many chairs are there, based on, you know, 
your knowledge of how much they love a center and what your plan is for adding another student to that center if there's not a chair. Like in our art center, sometimes it gets wildly popular and I don't want to, you know, not encourage that. And so I have spaces on the end where I can add a chair or two. So just really thinking through that as well, but knowing that sometimes it's necessary for us to limit the amount of children based on safety. Also, another time that I have found myself limiting children is when something brand new comes in that is well-loved. I'm thinking of the number machine. So we got out an old school number machine that actually typed the numbers and like added them up on a piece of like cash register tape. Oh my goodness. Like that created the craziest <laughs> love ever. They would just all wanted to be there all the time. And it was in the office drama center. So that's something that we took turns with. And so I would set a timer. Your time is up because it is one, you know, it's only one kid at a time. So doesn't happen often, but every once in a while, there's something that we have to take turns on because it's just so incredibly exciting that everybody wants to have a turn. But I just want to put that little information in there about limiting the number of kids in each center, because I do think that is yet another consideration that you have to make in a decision that you want to make ahead of time. Also, before we wrap this up, I wanted to let you know that I have a free center guide that you can grab at the show notes. This guide can help you if you aren't sure which centers to include in your classroom, how long to schedule center time, or you want some more ideas to put in your centers. You can grab this guide for free, and I will put that at the show notes at lovelycommotion.com slash episode 48. I'm wishing you a lovely rest of your week. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoy this podcast, please share it with a friend. This helps me spread the word and help more preschool teachers just like you. Keep being lovely.